All right, welcome, conference to the UMCP podcast. This is episode one Woo! of our weekly podcast where we're going to be having guests on every week in the competitive programming community. Mm-hmm, this week, mm-hmm. it's just me and Adrian. We're just going to talk to you guys about a few different things. Do you want to introduce yourself, Adrian? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so my name's Adrian. Adrian Dinsey, also known as the Dins Bag. You might know me as that too. You know, you see me in the server all around there. You know, vice president of UMCP. That's me. <laughs> Toss yeah, that back Abraham, to you. I'm also known as Sensei Drip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I'm known as Sensei Drip for a few reasons. I won't get into it now. Maybe that's episode four. That's yeah. an episode four topic. Yeah, you know, when, this, when I get the sweatsuit and we pull up, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, so right. we recently well, had first, our, our Google Code topic. Jam. How'd that Google Code Jam go for you? Yeah, so you see, I was in a bit of a rush. I started late. I started at like 1 a.m. that night, to be honest. And, mm-hmm. and I realized why that's a mistake. You know, I started working on the projects. I mean, question one, I feel like everyone's going to agree was, was easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you so that, just that's literally a, that's have to follow the pseudocode. <laughs> like... Right, right. I think that maybe there's smarter ways to do it, but if you were just like totally numb at that moment, you could still you could still get through it by just mm-hmm. doing what you're told to do. Mm-hmm. But then question two and three, you know, there was a little bit of thought involved. Um, mm. And like what I ran into, and keep in mind at this at this point it was like two a.m. Right when I got into question two. So my thought was, and this, I mean. Do you want to go through the question first, just so people know what we're talking about? Sure. Wh- which question? Two question or three. Question two. It was the question one two? about the moons, the J's and C's, I think. Right. Yeah. So we marks. have, we have. it's called moons and umbrellas. Basically, it's a string of C's and J's. And whenever, basically, whenever there's two subsequent letters that are different. So if there's ever a C or a J or a J and a C, they'll, it'll cost some money. So CJ costs X amount, JC costs Y amount. And given X and Y, you have and and the string, it'll have some question marks in there. So those are basically blank blank spaces where you can put a C or a J. And the question was, given the cost and the string, how can you minimize the cost? So what letters do you have to put in those blank spaces to keep minimum cost? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what my first like here's the truth actually. When I read the question, I thought it wanted max. So, so, but, but that wasn't even important because my, 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 my attempt was I was going to try out all of the different like letters that could go into the question mark spaces and, and then calculate the cost of each string. But then the problem is I didn't realize how big this could get. Like, Sorry, you, you cut it, out a bit two, on my end. There were two samples how big there was one where the max size was seven. Okay. So, yeah. I was just saying like, so there was two sample like tests, basically. One of them mm-hmm. had a, a size of seven and one of them had a size of, what was it? It was like a thousand, I think it was a thousand. So basically you can't <laughs> brute force this, right? Like if I'm trying every single option, that's two to the power of 1000, you know? So my, my solution, uh, and, yeah. And, and the thing is, if you wanted to find max, I think that I will actually, I wonder, I wonder, there's definitely ways to find max where you're not brute forcing it. You have to probably alternate over and over. And then mm-hmm. maybe if you 
run into a certain letter, you might want to change the way you've been alternating. Like you might want to start with a C instead of a J, mm -hmm. but because it's a minimized problem, uh, there was a better solution which worked for both sides data sets, right? Yeah. And oh, well, one thing I want to say that's interesting, there's a the extra credit test set three where it became a maximization problem. So if you had negative X and negative Y and you want to minimize it, basically make it so the magnitude of the cost you're trying to maximize, right? Trying to make it as negative mm. as possible. So you ideally want to get like negative 100, negative 200. It became a maximization problem in that. And that was for oh, extra yes. credit. So you, you, know you didn't have to do I that. Yeah. But it, it was like, if you wanted to get all three tests, it had to work for the minimization, but also be able to switch over to maximization for the negative X and Ys. But so that mm. was, that's actually something interesting. But yeah, that's tricky though. And especially being worth like, what was it? I think it was like one point they gave you for the Yeah, it the was, they literally said in the, like in the overview, point, right? you'll notice that the one point doesn't help anywhere for like qualification or anything. It was literally just if you wanted to do it for fun kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the way you have to do it, you literally have to, at the beginning, I think, I mean, there might be ways that are smarter than this, but you have to like, you have to actually look if it's positive or negative, mm -hmm. you know? Because it, and it, it switches from minimization negative... to maximization. So I feel like there had to be some sort of check, like, is X negative, is Y negative kind of thing. But, you know, going mm -hmm. back to the, to the, the minimization like, side, write... so something interesting that I noticed when I was doing it is... um. My kind of idea was like, I don't want to, I wonder if I can annotate, can I do that? No, uh, I wanted to, I didn't want to like replace any letters in the string. You know, like I, uh, when I was going through it, I was like, I could like fill mm -hmm. in and then like count it up at the end. But I was like, what yeah. if there was a way where I don't have to touch the string at all, where I can just go from left to right and I can, at, for each like, character I can calculate its cost based on certain amount of parameters so for example I'm gonna look at at this this character so if it's a question mark then it's either gonna be a free space meaning like it's not gonna cost anything for being there or it's gonna cost something because to the to the left and right there's gonna be like say it's in between a J and a C so then that might cost something and then I, I mm. as I start to go through it and go through it I was like okay so I'm only gonna cost something if say there's a J then and there's a C to the right of it I'll say the J costs something but the C if if there's nothing to the right of it then it costs nothing so you only count it once so I'm only costing it if there's a letter to the right of it that would force it to be a JC or CJ and the more and more I went into it I started to realize wait a second these question marks don't actually affect anything like if you think of the think of the string C question mark question mark C you we can intuitively see that you can put two C's in the middle it costs nothing now let's think about the yeah. the string C question mark question mark J. Now you could try to maximize it by putting like C J C J whatever whatever. But if you think about it, the the minimization there is having one C J cost and and nothing else, right? So that can either be C J J J or it can be C C J J or C C C J. And what you start to realize is that these question marks in between, all they do is delay the inevitable. So if you had C question mark yeah. question mark J. It's the same thing as just having CJ. And that's when I realized, wait a second, you can actually just yeah. remove and all the question marks and then that'll give you the minimum cost. <laughs> and that's, and that's yeah, how yeah. I did it. I just and literally, like, I was taking the, the string, remove all the question marks, and then I just counted it.
Yeah, exactly. All you really had to do for that question was do, a, I mean, this is in Python I'm thinking right now, but it's like, there's a replace method, you know, mm -hmm. you just call you replace on like that, Java, on whatever that uh, language, string. Yeah. yeah, and then you just uh, run a super easy, like a, a single for loop where you're checking for either CJ or JC and then mm -hmm. add the cost for it. it. It's like, actually, wait, don't you, I, I forget, do you even need to say how much it costs or do you just have to say this is the, the, the minimal, minimal cost? Uh, I think you, you know give about? the string. Oh no, you just give the cost. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so, okay. It's so easy. Yeah. You yeah. Like what I did is I just had a for and loop you... and I said, um, so it goes through each one. So it says if the, so I would say I'm at letter X, if letter X plus one is different, then it goes mm -hmm. in and I say, so yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if that, that one's too. a J, that means I have a CJ. So add X. If the letter is a C, that means I have a JC add Y. And that was it after removing the question mm. marks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That and that's like an I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but like when you try to get coding too fast on a question sometimes, it's going to lead to so much more work because if think about my solution for a second. Think about what I was doing at 2 a.m. I had to first work on a way to create these strings, okay? Like, like I, had to, I had to go through every single string. So what I did was I created a for loop, which made numbers, okay? So it would make like a number, like the numbers one through like, I think, oh yeah, yeah, this is how I did it. I counted the number of question marks, which is already work. You know what I mean? Counted the number of question marks. <laughs> That's already I created right an array there, right? of size two. <laughs> yeah, I created a, I already, I created a, an array filled with one through two to the power of the number of question marks, okay? Just because I, I knew that that's how many binary strings would exist of length, um, of length, uh, number of question marks. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then I went through all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was also tricky because I had to go use like a for loop through each kingdom. You have to keep in mind, if you wanted to brute force, then that's how you do it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a way to do it. You, I, I, and then what I yeah, did was I converted true. the zeros to C's and then the and then the ones to J's and then I I input that into the question. So obviously, does it suck? Yes, it's it's bad <laughs> and it's, and it's way more work. So I yeah, mean, that's, and that's, that's the a thing. good example. Like uh, it's it's just easier to think about these brute force solutions. And that's mm -hmm. what you'll find when you try to rush yeah. a question, when the pressure's on, you're like, oh, we just need to solve this question. I just, it's like, it's almost like a, a trap, that mentality where you're like, this is a time oh, yeah, competition. Yeah. I just need to get coding. There's 10 questions. I have three hours. Like, let's just start. Let's just type something and we'll figure it out as we go along. And that will trap yeah. you into the, the most simple solution, which is always going to be that brute force solution. And for some cases, it, it, it will work. It's rare. It... It's very rare. Yeah. But it takes yeah. like a millennium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, the, but there I would are. Just it's rare. It's it's rare that like they're gonna want you to brute force a question. Yeah, you exactly. Know? That's how often it. How often is the solution? Oh, try every possible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> every possible answer and count them. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. You know. It's like what what it is is it's usually um, 
it's usually you have to you have to if if it's a brute force like question there's always a rule you're going by that kind of almost just turns it into more of a greedy algorithm instead of a brute force algorithm like it's always according to a rule where you're you're trying all these cases where like some condition is true for example and i feel like even in to do what you're doing maybe the more the more uh, efficient algorithm would be knowing that if you're maximizing it, you want as many letter variations as possible. So maybe it's just trying. Mm-hmm. You, you could try a case where you uh, you like try as many alternating letters as possible, and you only look at at strings where it has as many alternating question marks as possible. Maybe something like that, because I feel like that could be like a rule to go by that would cut down the number of cases like by a lot. Yeah, I would even say also it's like I feel like a way that you can avoid brute force is you look at the question and then you think about what is the property, what is the property of a correct answer here? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you could say like, you know, any correct answer will not make, you know, more swaps than it needs to. And Mm -hmm. and that's not actually, that's actually not like, I don't think that would work for this case because technically you could also have more swaps and still be a minimum in the case mm-hmm. where X is way less than Y, because then, right, then right. having a single Y would be like devastating, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but yeah, there's definitely, if you can locate that property, it'll save mm-hmm. you a ton of time. Cause you yeah. might be an insanely large number of, of possible solutions. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like for, um, like if you're trying to maximize it, say, so like, say you have a negative, like a mm-hmm. hundred for a Y, but you have like, 10 for x so it's like obviously you want to have as many y costs as possible the thing about that is like mm-hmm. because the net of having an x plus y is still negative even if you're alternating when you alternate having a cj enables there to be a jc right after it yeah so even like it's you're kind of like looking at that cost you have to together sacrifice and, it. yeah and i feel like that property for yeah. this question was like alternating letters like does does it have as mm-hmm. many alternating letters as you could have put in something like that yeah but yeah, totally. um, and I'll also say one more thing about brute force. I think there's kind of different types of brute force. Like you have to think about mm-hmm. what is the growth rate of this brute force? Because if it's just mm-hmm. big O of N, that's, that's actually not such a big deal. Yeah. But if it's big, uh, a big O of like two to the N, then it's like a huge problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, because exactly. then, then it, or factorial, like that's crazy. <laughs> there was, I think that's actually um, the next question, question three the brute mm-hmm. force for that question was actually a factorial mm-hmm. growth rate now this yeah. is an interesting one because google code jam for the first round all you needed was 30 points that was it right and so when i was doing this so the first day i had time but like because it wasn't so important that i focus on these questions like i knew i could just qualify i didn't really like care and i knew i had work the next day so i wouldn't have time to work on it the next day so i was like i'm just gonna like casually play some league of legends be a gamer and at the same time in between deaths i'll uh (laughs) i'll do some coding and so i ended up getting like with my my question mark one i ended up getting test case one and two for the moons and umbrellas so with reverse sort it added up to 23 so i saw for for this reverse sort engineering all I needed was test set one, and that only had n up to seven. And I was like, "Oh, this is this was made yeah. to brute force. If you just need the first one, <laughs> so right, I just right, brute forced right. it. I and literally. That's the thing. I think that. The... Yeah. I you, think you, that you Google go. had set it up where they're thinking we don't like they're gonna. I think that they're assuming that you got question one, and they're assuming mm-hmm. that you got both parts of two, and then mm-hmm. they they're, they're thinking, okay, if you can do like the first part of of question three, then you qualify. You move on. 
you know? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how exactly. it was set up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You move on to the next round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the th- yeah, that was also, that was a brute force question in terms of the data set of seven. Because if you think about seven factorial, it's not that big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that, that doesn't can, like, take that long. Can zoom through that. But then the <laughs> next data set was, was a thousand. And a, th- a thousand or factorial it was like, 100. you know. But still, a hundred factorial well, is... I think it, well, it was a thousand, wasn't it? I no, it's a hundred. The one before was a thousand. Or was a hundred. Okay, okay. Still, still, a hundred factorial is like disgustingly mega big, right? So, yeah. So, I, I mean, any solution is going to take a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. Anyways. um. Yeah, and, and the thing the about this, the reason why I was okay uh, with doing that is because when you have a like a contest with a bunch of hard questions, but you only need to get like half of them, Obviously, um, you could just like just do that and not care, but you can always go back and practice these. Like submissions are still open, even though uh, the solutions are kind of released. I don't think they gave any like actual like coding solutions, but they gave like overviews of how to do the solutions. And so like you can still try these for for practice, and that's that's kind of the the yeah. conclusion I made in my mind. I was like, okay, I'll I'll just qualify to the next round for now. But when I have more time, I'm gonna go back and actually try to do the rest of this stuff. And so, mm-hmm. so I knew, like, I knew my solution was not going to work for a hundred because it was literally try yeah. every single permutation of the list they give you and reverse sort it to count it up, like, you know. <laughs> and that's another thing I was, I was going to say, I felt with this question, they, like, they are kind of saying, I mean, they're both reverse sort. Question one and three are both re- reverse mm-hmm. sort. So you could easily take your code from question one. Put it in three, and then all you have to do is do every permutation, and you're done. You know, yep. and so that's what I did. Kind of like, it's a really one. easy solution. Yeah, if you just want, if you just want, like, to qualify, that's like, you know, you how long do, does that yeah. take? Right? It's pretty simple. Yeah, um, it, then, it took me like, like five seconds. Yeah, yeah. The other solution I made that 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 got the like set two was basically you start with a sorted uh, list. Mm-hmm. You start with a sorted array from one to like n. I can't even remember the question specifically. Yeah, it was one to n. It was and one what to was it, it gives you the number of it gives you the number of numbers in the array, right? Yeah, and it and it ensures that it'll be an array uh like containing elements from one to n. Oh, yeah, yeah. One it. to n and then yep. it also gives you the cost. Or, Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, the so, yeah, cost the that you want to get it, was, it to. Yeah. I, okay. So I I started with a sorted array from one to n. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about how the reverse sort algorithm works, right? So I starts at zero and moves up, right? All the way to all the way to like n minus one. Mm-hmm. Um and then I thought to myself, okay, if the array is if the cost associated with the array that, that, that they want is less than n minus one, then it's an impossible result. Because even if a fully assorted array takes cost n minus one, and then if the array has cost greater than, I think it was like, like I did the summation thing, like from, from the, the, the summation of, of n from, from zero to n is like, you know what I'm talking about is like n times yeah. n plus one over two. Yeah. So I said, if it's greater than that, it's also impossible. Because even if every single swap was like as big as it could possibly be, you're still not going to get that exactly, size. Yeah. Okay. And then, so, but with, so and that's you how know, I something simple like that, I just want to add 
is something like that helps uh, even though it, it seems like oh, okay these are just like annoying edge cases but if you were to have those mm -hmm. like if you didn't make these rules saying we're going to ignore that then you would find your algorithm is going to go through every single possibility and 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 like deteriorate to this like really bad worst case o, o yeah. of uh o of whatever it is and yes and, and sometimes and sometimes like the difference of finding that is literally the difference between actually having a solution mm -hmm. that works or not because yeah because you could have case, an algorithm where and i think it's right here where we're on average it's it's like o to n squared but just in those edge cases it deteriorates to n factorial n squared just to yeah. say that it's not possible yeah but you can ahead of time just analyze mm -hmm. the parameters and say well based on these parameters it's not possible and you could do that in like a one time you know and then that makes the word right, it right, cuts totally. out those bad worst cases so that the best average and worst case are all like reasonable like o n squared yeah they're all within a good bound yeah Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then, then what I did, I had the sorted array, and then I kept on making worst case swaps, kept on assuming that the swap would be worst case, and then adding that cost to, you know, like, like, like I, I started the total cost at zero, and with each swap, I added whatever that cost will be. And then I kept track of which swaps were being made at each step. Uh, so that way, when, and then eventually, after doing a bunch of worst case swaps, you would, you would, assuming that there is a solution, you would arrive at a swap where, you know, if we make this swap, then you're going to get exactly the cost you want. So basically, mm -hmm. once you have that list of swaps, then you can do that in reverse. Because you're taking your sorted array and going backwards to the unsorted array. Right. And then, and then you submit that unsorted array, and then that's, that's uh, a solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of doing it. I think something to remember is when you're doing your solution, I think you always have to think of what is the worst case complexity. Because if it's a question where you feel like they're going to like throw a, a huge data set to see if you get a time exceeded error or something like that, you know that your worst case is going to be tested for sure. It's going to be in there. So mm -hmm. make sure that your worst yeah. case is still like a reasonable like n squared or whatever it might be. So yeah, I think moving they're on. They're always gonna. They're always gonna like because they know they know exactly what you're gonna do. Yeah. Like what your first thoughts are, and they're gonna try to crush you. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I think we can move on. I, I mean, there's the last two questions that right, like right. barely anybody tried because, <laughs> like, once you qualify, it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, but they were definitely some interesting ones. Like, they're definitely really, really good practice. Um, there was one mm -hmm. median sort. That's like a sorting algorithm I've never even heard of. It was really interesting. Um, I remember I was looking at it while I was at work. I was like trying to do it while I was working at the same time. I even had uh, had Mer yeah. from Code Ninjas. She, <laughs> I was like, yo, you should try oh. out this question on the computer. She was trying it out for a I bit. I think Mer is also. Uh, <laughs> I think she's also a UMCP member, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she is. She is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know what? Speaking of like weird sorting algorithms or just sorting algorithms in general, what's your favorite sorting algorithm? Would you say? Good question. I think like I already have an answer for this. To be honest, like I just know. To me, it's the oh no! Shaker. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! This is the cocktail shaker sort. Wait, wait, wait! Sorry, you cut out. Yeah, it's quite. You you cut out the whole oh, thing. Can I you cut say out? it again? Okay. So, cocktail shaker sort. Have you heard of it? No. 
<laughs> I have not. Now, but you heard of bubble sort though. You mm-hmm. heard of bubble sort. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Good, good, good. So basically this is bubble sort, except it's a bit of a, a cocktail shaker because instead of just going forward over and over, it, it goes forward, then backward, forward, then backward, slowly bouncing quicker and quicker until it finishes in the middle. Uh, it it's makes sense, but it's such a funny name thinking about that. Because <laughs> that's not how yeah, a cocktail yeah, yeah. shaker works. <laughs> it doesn't end in the middle. Yeah, it's like... But yeah. That's pretty interesting. So wait, how, just, does, how does it nice, work? Honestly, I... How does it work actually? Like, say you had. So the way it works, it. Like, say you just had like a sample. The way bubble sort works. Sorry. So think of it like this way. Basically, let's say we go with one pass with bubble sort through an unsorted array. Mm -hmm. It's gonna move. uh, It's gonna make comparisons, and it's gonna move things like one forward or one back, uh, depending on like the two that it's looking at, the two indices it's looking at, and then it goes through the array. And it makes it slowly it moves things to their to their final position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And basically, the I think it's big O of uh, n squared. I think because it has to make one pass through the uh, array. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, it has to make one pass through the array uh, n times. So it's n squared. I think in all cases, actually, even even if it's except for if it's if it's like sorted. You know. Um, but with, with cocktail shaker, I think it's, I think it's better because it doesn't, it doesn't actually go all the way back, all the way forth end times. It, it kind of slowly gets smaller and smaller. So let me actually, I, I, my guess is maybe it might be, it might still be N squared to be honest, but it, it, I think it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Cocktail shaker sort. It, yeah, it's still, but it has a better. Oh, even average is still squared. So it's funny. It, it might be like n squared over two or something. Source. So it's like a little bit better, but, but it doesn't like, really. It's just like more interesting. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think I, I my guess is actually n squared over two, just because it's still making n squared passes, but the average length of each pass is now n over it's two, shorter. which is still n squared. In terms yeah, of big exactly. O, you know? yeah. yeah. Me personally, I'd, I'd have to say okay, my favorite is, is um practice sort. Or sorry, not practice. Patience sort. I said that wrong. Patience sort. Have you heard of the game Patience? It's basically just no. solitaire, but European name for it. So, okay. so how it works? It, it's like there's there's a there's a interesting like pro competitive programming esque result from Patience sort is that it finds the largest uh, subarray that is um largest increasing subarray. So like say you had like one two three or let's say like four five six three seven the the largest subarray of that would be four five uh six seven or four five seven whatever i said right and without including that three so it's basically it's like it has to be in the same order but you could remove certain elements so that it's like a an increasing array uh, because if it wasn't oh, okay, in the same yeah. order, then then it would just oh, be the sorted array, mean. right? Okay, okay, you know, okay. that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But it doesn't so have to be take, like you take like you take the indices that are in in sorted order, mm-hmm. and then and then you like you put that into like a new array, or how, what do you do with that? You basically so you keep the same order, but you can basically just drop out 
elements that you don't want to make sure that the resulting subarray is is just an increasing one, like purely increasing. Mm. So like I said, so if you have four, five, okay, six, cool. three, seven, the largest subarray would be four, five, six, seven, where you just drop out the three. Yeah. So yeah, it, like you have to make sure it's in the same order. So how it kind of works is it's like it like you deal. It's like, imagine like dealing cards into piles, right? So let's say you put your first card and it's a four. So the rule is, if the next one is less than the leftmost pile, then uh, you put it on there. But if it's greater, you move to the next pile, move to the next pile, move to the next pile. And if there's no uh, top cards that are that are uh, greater than the one you're trying to put down, then it makes its own pile. So let's say you put down a four, and the mm. next card's a five. Well, it's greater than than the four. You go to the right, makes a new pile. And let's say you have a, an eight. Greater than the four, greater than the five, makes a new pile. And let's say you have a seven. It's greater than the four, it's greater than the five, but it's less than the eight. So you put it on top of the put it on top of the eight. So eventually you do this over and over again. And then if you kind of read it, uh if you <laughs> if you read it kind of like from um from top down for each pile, then you get the the resulting yeah. the resulting order. So you do the four, five, then seven, eight, and that's that would be it for that array. Mm. But something interesting is that so each pile is linked to to whatever the top card was at the time when it was put down to the pile to the left. So in this example where it's four, five, and then pile three is eight, and then a seven on top. So when I put down the four. It's just okay. say it's the head of the of the list. When I put down the five, it's linked to the four. When I put down the eight, it moves, mm. makes a new pile. It's now linked to the five. Now when I put down the seven, it goes four, five, and then it goes on top of the eight. So it's linked to the one to the left, which is the five. Now let's say I had a let's say I had another four, for example. I don't know how it works for the same thing, but so let's just say it doesn't go on the four, mm -hmm. but it goes now it goes on the five, right? So I put down the four, it's going to link to the one to the left of it. But the remaining ones, the, that seven and eight, it's still linked to the five. You don't change that. So what you can do in the end, just look at the top card on the rightmost pile and then just follow the chain. So in this case it would be the seven linked to the five linked to the four. So your largest subarray is four, five, seven. And something interesting about that too okay. is it that's just one of them. It doesn't give you every single possible because you could also have just looked at the eight because the eight is also linked to the five and the four and you could have four five eight that's the same length but it's still an increasing subarray mm -hmm. but it'll at least give you one largest subarray and i feel like that's a really mm -hmm. really good like programming ask question because i feel like that would come up you don't even realize that it's a sorting algorithm that you have to use for it and the best part is it's n log n so it's it's actually um it's log n for for finding which pile because you use binary sort, and then it's n for the n number of times you do the binary sort, or sorry, but not mm. binary sort, binary search to to find which which pile to put it on or an empty pile and you do it n times. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it's cool. useful. And you know, knowing like obscure algorithms seems like ridiculous, but in the case where you need to have so many like out of the box thinking, you sometimes mm -hmm. need an out-of-the-box algorithm, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, like and it's kind of funny. It's work. like, you would think, like, when am I going to need to patient sort something? Like, why can't I just use, like, I don't know, like, random sort or, like, <laughs> you know, all these other, like, better sorting algorithms? It's it's not even because of the sorting. It's because of 
the 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 consequence of it is finding that largest subarray and you you'll probably see a question on some kind of competition somewhere it says what's the largest subarray of this and it'll give you a length like a thousand so if you try to brute force it it's not going to work and like what what is the solution here it's going to be this weird algorithm you've never heard of you know <laughs> yeah okay i was also going to bring up that you just gave me like a reminder because i was going to say like in in a question where it's more of a decision problem instead of like you know find a specific a, a specific solution to the problem like 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 let me put it this way imagine that that moon problem question two from the code jam it wasn't like you know find the minimum cost it was like it does there exist a string uh, that that can fills in these question marks with cost under 12 or 15 you know so in that case you wouldn't actually need to show them what string has this cost. You would just need to say yes or no. Does a string like this exist? So what By I'm trying way, to get that was at for is reverse you need to think. Oh no! But, but the thing is, this applies to anything. This applies to anything. What I'm saying is like, yeah. But reverse sort engineering also is another example. Like, you need like because because for reverse sort engineering, you need to actually give them the the solution you need to show them this is an array yeah well, well for, um, for moons and umbrellas you needed to give them the cost though right yeah yeah but what i'm trying to say is it's like imagine this yeah I, we can use reverse sort engineering as, as an example but imagine the question wasn't wasn't worth oh you're saying imagine us, it's, um, it's a bit different i see now sorry i misinterpreted yes uh, imagine the question it's not like give us give us an example array with this cost but rather it was say like uh let us know calculate does there exist uh an array of this length that has you know this cost so then in cases like that you might not even need to find what the solution is there might be a smarter way to just say right oh look we although we don't know what the solution is we can prove that there exists a solution right yeah and, mm -hmm. and you want so you never want to have to calculate more than you're being told to you don't mm -hmm. want to do more work than you have to like, cause it just reminds me, there was a question on the ICPC uh, regionals, redundant binary. I, I put a little bit of thought into this question. And basically <laughs> um, like the way we had initially done it was we wanted to find out, we didn't want, I, I was thinking to myself, okay, I'm just gonna figure out every single representation that exists for this number. Okay, we had to find what, and that's like the that's going to be anybody's starting thoughts, right? Let's go through every single number, you know? Yes, but the thing is, if you actually read the question, it's not even asking, it's not even asking for the representations. It's just asking how many representations exist. Mm -hmm. So technically, you could come up with a solution where you actually you never even figure out what the solutions right. are. You're just showing that these exist, which I think mm -hmm. was actually the, the best way to do it. Yeah. And sometimes it comes down to breaking it down into a formula. And it's like, yeah, that's why math is so, so closely regarded, like, like so close to, to computer science, yeah. you know, computer science is based off math, but even just like simple formulas is sometimes what these questions come down to. Because that question, it never asks you to, to make a for loop and loop, loop, loop. You could yeah. literally just have some type of formula where you plug in the number and it can calculate the number of, uh, of permutations with, with this mm -hmm. cost, right? And that's what that's when you see a question where 
say you're trying it out even and you keep getting like time exceeded memory exceeded it's usually because maybe you don't have to brute force it at all there's usually gonna be like some kind of formula like and it, like even looking at the moons and umbrellas like you could try to brute force it but when it handed you the the end of a thousand like you needed more of like a, a formula way of doing it where where you don't where it like it goes down from doing something like n squared complexity to just like Oh, one even sometimes, or it's just a straight formula. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I think that the answer was like you should think. You should also look at the inputs, right? Because an input for redundant binary, there was one input that was literally like quadrillions. You know what I yeah. mean? Or like like pentillions, like like insanely big. So you have mm -hmm. to even think to yourself: Is big O of n even even mm -hmm. reasonable? Because in that case, it wasn't. Because even big O of n for an input that big, it just it, it's still gonna take it's still gonna take way longer than the allowed time. Yeah. So, exactly. so in the end, you actually had to find the log n. You had to find the log n solution, or else it was literally impossible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, O of n you would think is like a really really efficient algorithm, but the the thing about these questions is there's no like rule about like. A certain complexity will work across any question it's always like question specific because the people making the questions they they always right. set up these traps where it's like we're gonna have like so this is gonna be a simple solution we're gonna make it not work based off the test cases you know like they always like push you towards the the most difficult to think about but most intuitive solution that ends up being the most like elegant mm -hmm. answer and that's always what they're searching for so they're yeah. always going to be designing their test cases so that if if you come up with a solution that they feel like is not good enough, it's not going to pass the test cases, even though it could work. It could, and and that, that is pretty frustrating. Like my, I know my solution works. It's just these test cases are testing. Like, what are these they testing? They design it so that if your if your solution isn't like efficient enough or elegant enough or one that they they don't like it enough, then it's not going to pass the test cases. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say like these competitions are designed so that if you let's just say theoretically you have you have perfect IQ, okay? Like the ultimate. Mm -hmm. Like it's designed so that technically you can solve the whole competition in half the time it requires. Mm -hmm. If you are nailing every single, like, because most of these questions are not about, oh, you need to write 500 lines to finish this. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not mm -hmm. going to ask that. Every question can basically be solved. I mean, more or less, maybe if it's the hardest question, it's different. But most questions are just solvable within like 30 lines, 40 lines, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, it's not and like, less. let's let's just go back to like the moons and umbrellas that had like the, the really obvious simple idea. Like, say, like you could come across the solution I did by like a lot of trial and error. Say you start, like I, I the way I was thinking about it, I didn't do a lot of like test cases, but when I was thinking about and designing the code, I started off a bit brute forcey, blah, blah, and then eventually I came across, across this intuitive solution. But you could you could have looked at this question and thought, wait a second, these question markets don't change anything. And just right away like that, and then write the simple, I think I had like, it was yeah. 20 lines of code or something like that that I had. Yeah, exactly. Or it might have and, even and been less. Thing, like, you... you know, you could have thought of that right off the bat. Yeah. And oh, almost all these questions will have that intuitive solution. And how you think of these is really usually a math background. Like, you'll see a lot of like graphing yeah. questions, like say it'll it'll tell you like, what is the weight of a path like this, blah, 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 blah. If you're like, say, a math student, you might have might have even learned about it. you might think like, oh, wait, that's a Knight's tour. or Oh, wait, that's the minimum spanning graph, like, you know, things like that, that that will just lead you yeah. to this intuitive solution that 
you could do very easily. And that's why you'll see people like if you look at the Google Code Jam, a lot of people did it in under an hour or sorry, not under an hour. One person did it in 59 minutes, but most people yes, did it in exactly. under an hour and 10 minutes. Like a lot of people, the whole entire thing. And that's the thing. It, like like in hindsight, in hindsight, looking back at the solu- at the good solutions, you know, that's so easy to do. If you were told, oh, write code that does this, you would write it in an hour. It's, it, this is not something that's hard to write. Right. Once you have the idea, you're, you're good. You're just going to mm-hmm. get it done. And that's why I'm thinking like you're so much better off spending time reading the question and mm-hmm. understanding it and, and thinking about and good thinking ways before to solve coding, it instead, yeah. instead of spe- wasting your time writing a, pro- writing a solution that probably won't even run. Yeah, time. exactly. You know like I mean? you're gonna think like, oh, well, this is simple. We can just let's try the brute force and see if it doesn't work. Just assume that. Yes. <laughs> if the brute force is just like two work. to the end, just don't even bother writing it because it won't work. Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. you're wasting your time yeah. and you're wasting like your mental energy because it's frustrating yes. when you're trying you're to plug it in. Yourself. You're getting small you're errors and then you realize in the end that it, your whole idea was wrong. It's like you're way, way better off just like stopping thinking, you know what, that isn't like, that doesn't sound like it's going to be efficient enough. That doesn't sound like the solution they want. I'm going to think about a more intuitive solution. You're better off like spending that extra time thinking than than taking like an extra 30 minutes writing all these different, different ways of approaching the question that aren't going to work. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But you know, with that being said, like, we're looking forward to the ICPC. So we we qualified pretty clutch that that's an interesting story do you want to maybe tell how we qualified sure so well firstly i think i mean we can we can start off with some background i mean <laughs> this was our first like this was our first collegiate competition mm-hmm. like our first, first programming all, competition right? since grade and 12 second, really <laughs> right right we, we didn't since we, we came second place at the uh, u of m high school computer science contest no big deal <laughs> Tacoma yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the thing is okay so so we, we it was firstly it was just the two of us if we're being honest okay and <laughs> and this team's of three whatever okay not trying to flex whatever. we've, we've been it. at disadvantages Anyways. before and always pulled through like whatever okay so we we began the problems and you know if you are new to competitive programming i mean just just listen like you have to make sure you're testing your problems in reasonable ways because like we had it set up where we were testing problems by inputting the input line by line and we were getting some really strange results <laughs> like like mm-hmm. depending on the ide we were running on and testing we were getting different results yeah and i remember we even tried so to that's, do that's like a big thing we even tried to do it where uh we would we switch it to a test uh, a text file input for for testing and it would work with the te- text yeah. file but when we switched it over to like standard input and handed it in it was just saying like wrong answer yeah. or, like this error this error yeah. you know yeah so you got to be really careful you got to figure out a how to how to test you know you need to know how to test because you can have the right solution and you might think you're doing it wrong you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so that, that's definitely something like some but like anyways, literally sometimes um, it just comes so- down to like how you're inputting the information or how you're formatting the input but anyways, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, going back to to so to those yeah, regionals. we 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 so our placement was seventeen. No, no, no. Our, our our initial placement was was you know like twenty fourth. Oh, okay, okay. 
Yeah, so yeah, let's remember, say twenty four. Okay. But then but then so basically those Americans like to cheat, right? That's his common known fact. So so we get moved up to seventeenth place. And we don't know because, why. They never told you know, us why. Yes, I yeah, we actually don't know why. Because I remember no, I was I'm, at I'm, the I'm, award ceremony actually... right after right after the competition. I was at the award ceremony, they're showing everybody. We were at twenty fourth. It was like social coding club or coffee club was at was at seventeenth and we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I think they answered one more question than us too. But just literally just a right. couple weeks later we get that email like, Congratulations, you've qualified. We're like what yeah so basically we were and the thing is we were getting emails for a while i felt like we were getting emails like you're a divisional qualifier and blah blah blah, blah. And, and i didn't it didn't even set in i didn't yeah. even like recognize what it was saying i'm still i was just thinking why am i still getting emails yeah, you know, that, you know like, like some why? random subscription but, yeah yeah so basically and then i started to realize it was like telling us that we were were like set up to go to this next event and basically we look at our position and now we're number 17 somehow yeah, instead of 24th, then we're like, what? And, and, and what's funny about the situation, the way that the, that the regionals work, if you have more than three qualifiers from the same school, or, or three or more, more than, more than only two, I think. The, the top two. Yeah, if you have more than two. So yeah. only those top two actually get to move on. So I think it was University of Wisconsin had three, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So technically... That means instead of top 16 qualifying, it was actually top, top 17, 17 minus yeah. the third best Wisconsin team. So <laughs> that's why we uh, somehow snuck our way in. Yeah, I still don't understand it. Like, <laughs> I also wonder if, to be honest, I mean, I don't know if this is like, like, you know, this, this, this is just on the boundaries of not true. This is speculation I mean, disclaimer. This is for redundant binary. Yes, this is this is we did have a solution for redundant binary. So I'm sort of wondering if if afterwards they went back they marks for it. Just even though it was the slow version of, of redundant binary, I wonder if they still gave us I have no idea. And the the funny thing is too, even remember though, the, like the file system more. or whatever? We had that completely working. We submitted it like 20 times and yeah. it was always working, except it just kept giving us the wrong answer. It was like, what is going on here? The, you know? Yes, yes. It was like the record keeping, that was, the record matching. That was yeah. so insane. We Honestly, have that completely right. And you know what? That's one of those edge case things. I have a feeling we were we were missing an edge case because we had yeah, it finished. Was, it was You weird. know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's Bad. that's really funny. But yeah, so... So we're moving on. We've moved on to the next stage with the other Umanitoba team. We'll reach out to reach yeah. out to them and see if uh, any of them want to be guests on our on our next podcast on the next episode. But yeah, the yeah, so the, the the North America North Central Regionals, and now we've moved on to just the Central Division. They 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 used to go straight to nationals or or sorry, straight to the continental. Like it used to be from here straight to North America, like all of North America in one. But now they've added in that extra that step. Nice. So that now we're so at the nice. regional for for North America Central Division, and then you go to just all of okay. North America, and then you go to Worlds. So yeah, we should be all winning right. Worlds within the next couple months. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I mean, and that's the thing. Even even when that happens, we're not giving up on this podcast. You know, yeah. we'll remember everybody who watched. I think I'm. 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure we're like one of the only competitive programming uh, podcasts in the world. We might be the only one, honestly. <laughs> At yeah. least the only collegiate one. So, we could, we could say make say? that claim, possibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, like we could tech. We could tech. Actually, I'm gonna probably look this up to be honest later. But, but we should, we should have like, we should be like, we are the most successful uh, competitive programming podcast in the world right now. If we're the only one, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yo, right, with nice. that being said, Wait, you know yeah. what? I think we're gonna call it. Yeah, we're we're I looking we're forward to those it, those uh, ICPC. Central Division, North America qualifiers. Um, yeah. That's going to be, I think it's about three weeks I now, think we're three gonna, weeks from now. Hmm? I think we're going to reach out to the other team. That yeah, the other team that qualified. So they the answered all before. the ones that we answered plus the file system like way quicker than us. Oh, so, okay. so that yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a tilter that we didn't, we would have broken like top 10, I think, if we, if we answered that one. But they came eighth, I'm pretty sure, which is really yeah. good. Definitely a that's really good. good place to come. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, we're going to reach out to them, see if they want to be on episode two. But thank you, everybody, for watching. So all you compers out there, you competitive programmers, we'll catch you on the next episode. Goodbye. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye. <laughs>